Welcome back to the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show here on Jock 98.7 ESPN Radio. And as always, part of the School Board Guy Route 66 podcast, all things sports and history here in Southwest Missouri along Route 66. I'm going to talk a little uh, baseball, Legion baseball, with uh, Mark Stratton and Coach Stratton. Hey, I appreciate your time here today. Always uh, fun to talk to you, Guy. Thanks for asking me. You've got, uh, you know, we're, hard to believe, but uh, 22 and 23 years ago, uh, Glendale had some pretty good runs in, in American Legion baseball, 97-98, and uh, just wanted to kind of revisit those times a little bit and, and, and kind of walk us through some of those. Yeah, those were uh, two. We were very talented there for many years and uh, couldn't quite get over the hump in school ball. And uh, somehow, during the summer with Legion, uh, even though we were a closed program, uh, only had Glendale kids playing on it, uh, something uh, just kind of started happening in the summer. In uh, 97, we did win it. In 98, we were the runners up. And going back to that. that- 97 team, uh, you know, that year in, in high school baseball, Fort Osage won the state championship. You know, going into that summer, what were some of the guys in your team that really stepped up uh, during the Legion season? Well, uh, we were, uh, we had a couple, three senior kids that really helped us out. Uh, Brian Herman, uh, it's funny now, you talk, you know, 20-some years now, all these guys, their kids, I see them at U.S. Ballpark now with their kids. But uh, Herman played middle infield for us, left-handed, uh, unbelievable bat. Uh, we had uh, Keith Boaz, who uh, runs the Hammond Student Center over there. Keith played center field for us. Uh, hitting a four-hole for us was just a, really a, a really good player. And a, and a really good leader for us. And then we uh, we actually had a kid that moved in out of Sacramento, California, a kid named Josh McAllister, who was a, who was a big old right-handed, hard-throwing kid. And uh, uh, at that time, we had a kid who our very best player didn't even get to play. We had a kid named Nathan Pusateri. And Nathan was a left-handed uh he was backwards. He threw left and batted right and uh, slid back in on an attempted pick at first base and popped his ACL. And unfortunately, that happened during school ball. I thought we could have won the state in that year if we'd have had Pusateri on the mound. Uh, we had Joey Buckmaster, uh, who was just a sophomore at the time, but he, he was nails left-handed guy and then we would have had uh Pusateri there going along with uh, Neil Chambers during the spring season uh would have made us pretty nasty but anyway Pusateri was injured didn't get to play and uh McAllister coming in just moved in parents transferred in here with uh, a construction company and uh he filled the uh void left from the pitching and we were able to make up the difference with some really stellar hitting from a lot of kids you know in the competition you know going back 22 23 years ago uh there in american legion that was kind of where the best guys were playing i mean around the state i mean now it's not that that way now but kind of yeah. take us through that run you've got to get through your district um and, and a lot of games at that time were played back at the old barn house yeah we played uh uh, we, of course, Glendale's field, 
was one of the fields that was uh, 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 utilized, at, but the main field was barnyard or barnhouse, I should say. Uh, so um, we started out uh, really, it was an interesting year um, for us. We, uh, we started out early there, and I think after after eight, maybe six or seven games, I think we were we were barely uh, we were barely five hundred, kind of trying to find our way. And uh, summer went along, and uh, we started playing very well, and our pitching rotation got good. Uh, we had some younger uh, younger kids stepping in there. Uh, a kid named uh, uh, Jason Mitchell was playing at third, and we had uh, Kirk uh, Friesen was playing out in right field. Bones, he looked like he's anorexic, about six one, a buck fifty, but uh, tough kid. And then uh, uh, we had some other kids. Obviously, Chip, our son Chip, was catching, and uh, we just had a good a good group. West Pickering was solid at shortstop for us. Played every game at short, and uh, we had some other kids pitch in there Jason Corson a big old kid that kind of helped us but anyway we got going uh, got into the final four of the summer uh, 4th of July tournament that year which was loaded and uh, got knocked out late uh, earlier in the year uh, guy we had gone to Memphis and went down there and played uh, Germantown Houston and uh, and Germantown those two schools uh, Germantown had won the state public school. We'd also played uh, um, uh, Memphis Christian Brothers down there. They had won the private school uh, state, and we had beaten both of them on back-to-back days. So I thought we were we could maybe do something and, and get after it. I really did. So uh, just kind of we lost there in the finals or maybe in the semifinals. Uh, of the holiday tournament and then we didn't lose another game so we got beat at Barnhouse Barnhouse hosted the Great Lakes Regional that year and uh, we did not lose another game till we played in that I think we won 20 25 or 6 consecutive games you know Legion is double elimination and we were never forced into the double elimination bracket you know, going back to that, we're talking with uh, Mark Stratton, longtime Glendale High School and Legion coach here on the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show. This segment brought to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank with more than 100 locations in six states to better serve you. Great Southern Bank member FDIC. And you go back and kind of take us through that district, and then where was the state championship played, and, and who'd you have to get through that year you want that you won the state? Well, the, the district was interesting. Um, in the second round of the district games, we were uh, we were down uh, seven to three, maybe seven to four to Parkview, and uh, Parkview had a big right-handed kid. And I apologize right now; I was about to say his name, but my senior moment, <laughs> Chuck uh, Chuck Inman. So Chuck was pitching; he threw very very hard. And uh, they had us down. I think Dick Rippey at the time was uh, – Dick was still coaching at Parkview at the time. And uh, 
the summer, I think our postseason turned. We had a couple of guys. We were not hitting uh, Chuck at all. And, uh, you know, my theory is if you can't hit him, let him hit you. Chuck had a tendency to be a – I mean, he threw hard. Had a tendency to not always know where he was throwing it. And pretty soon we get a bunt single and a guy gets hit and a guy gets hit. And uh, now Chip is up with the bases loaded. And uh, we're down – I think we're down three. And uh, it's a a mano-mano moment for Chuck and and Chip. And on this instance, uh, Chip hit a ball and and, uh, hit it over the scoreboard at Barnyard. And that first – you know, that happened – it got us the lead. We we won the game, and I'm telling you, uh, guy, it's just one of those momentum things for us. We had won so much, and now we're down. We're you know it's, the streak's about to end, and bang, the streak didn't end. And uh, we went on to, uh, I think we ended up beating Hillcrest in the finals out there. It was a heck of a game. Uh, um, can't remember that kid. I think he was going to go to. I think he was going to uh, Wichita State to pitch, uh, who was pitching against us. Anyway, we ended up beating him and getting out of the district, which, guy, you know, sometimes just getting out of the districts down here in Legion was that in and of itself was as tough as trying to win the state title. So uh, we were able to get through and uh, and qualified then into the re- into the zone where West Plains is uh, very, very good. They had John Agley's boy on that team. They they had several uh, D1 kids, and uh, uh, we were able to – it came down to West Plains and ourselves, and we wanted the extra inning game, a walk-off game. Keith Boaz uh, with a walk-off hit in the clutch uh, where we were down two runs, and he drove them in uh, for us to get a walk-off win. Then we got the state finals up there. And the first game we played was against uh, was against Crestview, Crestwood, out of St. Louis. They were something like forty-five and three, and uh, uh, we threw uh, Joey uh, and uh, no, I take it back. We threw Neil and Neil beat him. Uh, then we turned around and uh, uh, played uh, Albert, you know, post five. Uh, High Boy, and Joey beat High Boy, and then uh, we ended up beating Post Five in the finals. So that's kind of how it went. We, I think, we had won twenty-five or six in a row at that time. Well, you go on, you win the state title, and then that following year, a lot of those same guys probably a part of that team in '98. Yeah, we uh, we obviously we lost Keith and uh, and lost Hermie, and obviously Josh McAllister. Those were our and, and Nathan Kusteri didn't obviously was one of our seniors but didn't get to play. So we lost those guys, but we had a kid move in from Calabasas, California, uh, that summer. That would be Scott Nasby. Uh, Nas got in. We had a kid named Michael Farabee who was very good on our JV team. Uh, had the shortest fingers on the planet and the best curveball maybe I've ever seen a high school kid have. And. Uh, they, uh, Scotty came in. As a matter of fact, Scotty started the state championship game. Once again, we we're hooked up with Post Five up there, Jeff City. Uh, uh, we got them in '97. They got us in '98. But uh, they were super. Uh, those that same crew of kids, uh, Chip and Neil 
Jason Corson, uh, uh, John McBride, Friesen, Joey Buckmaster was back as a junior. He was just nasty. Uh, Jason Mitchell, uh, Davey Scott. I mean, we just had a – those kids just thought they were going to win. I mean, and that's what they did. As you look back on those times compared to now, that you know so much has changed, you know, in the high school baseball here in this area. Number one, uh, you know, Legion's, you know, almost down and out with regards to the the people that participate there in American Legion baseball. And then yeah. you look at just the, some of the outstanding facilities around the area, uh, lots of astroturf, and obviously down there at U.S. Ballpark, you know, great opportunities for, for high school baseball players now. You know, uh, there, really, there really is, and, and we've had a run there. You know, the uh, summer travel ball <coughs> initiative kind of started uh, about 2003, 2004. So now it's been going on now for 15, 16 years. I, I'm going to say right now, you can mark this on your calendar, with what has happened, transpired now with this uh, virus situation, people concerned about travel and some other things. I'm on the look for uh, kids are going to still play baseball, but I look for these groups just like uh, the Nationals have several teams. Four one seven has their perfect game. I mean, uh, perfect timing. I mean, I can go down the list. Everybody has a certain number of teams, and so this is what I think is going to happen down the road. Where instead of people running all over uh, playing, you might see kind of like. You know, Glendale would go play uh, Fayetteville. Maybe we'd play freshman JV and varsity down there. Look for this to happen in the future. Maybe the Nats bring, they've got four, maybe they've got a 12, a 13, 14. They bring one team, and perfect timing comes in and plays their 12, 13, 14. They don't play nine different teams. They just play the Nats. And I think that'd be a format similar to what school ball used to be where you had a team, but, you know, a freshman, a JV, and a varsity. And I think that's where we're going, in my opinion, with, with what's, you know, transpired. It's going to take, and I don't know if this will be the normal, but it's going to take a while for the uh, summer travel ball and all that to get back to where it was, in my opinion. You know, and, and with your history there at the, at the high school level, a Hall of Fame member, and you look at, you know, some of the states now proposed maybe starting, you know, their high school seasons mid-May to late May to early June. How would that affect at the high school level, you know, the high school baseball, if they were able to get started, you know, late in May or early June? Is that, is that something that you think coaches would be in favor of? I'm, I'm all – I think the coaches are going to be in favor of whatever allows the kids to play. I mean, if, that, if that's going to allow the kids – you know, I, I look at all this – Talk about sports. I mean, think about prom. I mean, there's so many things where you get a, you know, you get a final thing. I mean, you, you get the cast off into going, to, you know, you, you're often, you know, going on to something bigger and better, and you have a final moment, whether it's state baseball or state softball or track, or you go to prom, and then off you go. And I think this will, pardon me, this will allow kids some finality i know we're going to do whatever we can do down at our place we have had several conversations with uh misha about uh being flexible and i will promise the area promise if there's any way shape or form that we can help uh if we get an all clear the kids can play 
U.S. ballpark is going to do whatever it takes for the kids to play. Yeah, and it and again, it could be late. You know, I know for example in Iowa, they don't even start playing their regular season until mid to late May because of the weather up there. So it's it is doable if they can just work it out uh, logistic wise. And, and the coaches be in favor. And then you've got the administrations and, and, the, and the Board of Education that have got to get behind it as, as well. But we're looking at – we really don't know at this time how long this is going to carry out. You're correct. And now, right now, I guess there are four schools in the state. I don't know how many baseball programs we have. I'm going to say 200. But there's four schools in the state who have totally withdrawn. They've already told Michigan they're out. So that's where it's going to be. So if – 30 or 40 schools say we're out and they still have 170, they're going to play. If half the schools say we're out, they're not going to play, guy. I don't see them doing that. But uh, if they say we can play, let's play. It's kind of similar. Uh, one year we went up to the uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson tournament up at the uh, Field of Dreams area up there. We Up in Dubuque. We went up there one summer and played. And we played several Iowa Legion teams we had to play them in the morning because they had a high school game at 4 o'clock that day. <laughs> so they were playing Legion and high school baseball, which they allowed them to do up there. They were playing Legion baseball in the, in the morning. We played a couple, maybe three, that week. We were up there an entire week. And we played several Iowa schools, Iowa kids that were on Legion teams for the summer, but their high school was still playing, so they would go and play in the evening at their high for their high school team. So, hey, it's doable. I, you know, I'm for getting out of the box and let's find a way to play. The best thing could happen for the kids is that teams get to have the opportunity to have a massive dog pile on our infield at, at U.S. Ballpark. I mean, think about how that could bring back. To, I mean, baseball, of course, I'm a baseball guy, so here you go. But baseball is at the root of all of it. For us to come back uh, you know, during the war, you know, people were off fighting for the country. We still played baseball when they came back. And you can go back and look. I mean, the attendance figures, people, they're going to have cabin fever plus the need to go watch a baseball game. Sit and chit-chat and talk and talk about that player and this player and all the things that you talk about at a baseball game. We need that so bad. What an elixir it would be if we could just get back to playing. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, it's it's something else with uh, with, with all that's going on, and it it's obviously has had a huge effect on, on you guys down at U.S. Ballpark. How are you spending your time? Well, we're doing things. We're we're the eternal optimists down there, so we're doing things to get ready to make sure the facility looks like a championship facility when somebody shows up to play. So we've done a lot of things around there you know, people will notice there's some really different looking things down there because we've changed some things uh, just upgrading and making things look good <clears throat> and, uh, and and that's just not uh, you know the high school kids or you know we've got Monday night you know we, we have kids from age 3 to 53 playing our park so we're hoping we can get that back where the munchkins can get out there and play a little t-ball some coach pitch you know, there's so many things that and just let the families get out. But I got to tell you, I'm hoping the NCAA, and I know that this is not normal for them to really get out of the box. But, you know, with baseball being cut short, I would hope that in the fall they would say, hey, we're going to let you guys 
play whomever you want to play. You get 10, 10 or 12 games. You can't miss class. So the Bears could play whomever they wanted on Saturday or Sunday. I'm, I'm hoping that the NCAA does that to give the game back to the fans, the kids, and that would get a lot of kids to do some, get some reps in and just, you know, get in a better frame of mind. I, I just think, I think for our mental stability, we need to get back to playing games. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I mean, uh, way back in the day, you know, Teddy Roosevelt's deal was if you're not competing, you know, you're not getting better. So we've got to compete. So uh, I think that's what we need, and I, I hope that the NCAA will see it. See it where, hey, let's let the baseball guys, as long as they don't miss class, which would mean they'd have to play on Saturday or Sunday. That'd be somebody close. Give them ten games, free games. Just play. Just go play. Yeah, and the rosters are going to be deep enough. They can play as many as they want. Uh, that's my that's my point. They're going to have plenty of kids. Uh, let them play. The, the high schools, if we can get the high school season, I don't mean just baseball. I'm talking about track, softball. Softball a little easier maybe to compress the schedule a little bit. You, you know, it's not the, because most people use the same pitcher. Uh, but baseball, you can't really do that. So even if we have – I don't think we'll play past 4th of July. But I'll be honest with you. It's only four teams per class playing, even if it is 4th of July. We're open 4th of July. We could have an unbelievable extravaganza out there the week of 4th of July. And the place will be packed, I promise you. You bet. Every day. So I'm, I'm hoping that all that happens. You know, we'll see. Me as well, Coach. Well, hey, I appreciate you being generous with your time today. And uh, we'll visit, I'm sure more often and uh, hopefully that we can get through this here sooner rather than later well hey I appreciate it it was a fun time at the Dale and uh, high school baseball I mean we, there's a ton of talent continues to be a ton of talent down here and I hope that we can uh, have those games out of US ballpark and we'll get a picture of some teams uh, local teams making a big dog pile on our mound you bet you bet thanks guy I appreciate it buddy you bet Coach Mark Stratton talking a little Glendale Legion baseball. And now here's some words from a great uh, Vin Scully here on ESPN Radio.